podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yeah. Bring the clip back empties. Hello, welcome back to episode 94 of this Unomics podcast. As per usual, shout out to the previous week's listeners. Episode 93, I was joined by my dog Tim, an experienced agent, football agent that is. He's been doing it for almost a decade. We talk about young footballers, when the money's thrown in front of them, the dilemmas it causes for them and their working class family, the impact of that, um, some of the missing football, how clubs operate, how money is changing, changing the game, and so many different things. It kind of like a more of a look into the psychology of football as well as the money as the money factor so make sure you check that out quite a popular episode and many people enjoy it also my live show loads of people attended the last one and I'm grateful for that in November it was a really really good night everybody enjoyed themselves it's back again this time it's live March the 3rd 2019 in Camden which is central London like not far from Oxford Circus at all like like 10 minutes so it's in the middle of the, it's in the middle of the city so everybody can reach um, doors open at 7 so make sure you get there to get your seat grab a young beverage Get there's uh, there's going to be a, um, a kitchen this time so you can get some food some chips and all them burgers and all that type of stuff there um, we're going to be talking about being an adult so all the so all the different type of economics economics of relationship economics of marriage economics of children economics of housing economics of jobs all that type of stuff so make sure you come down music DJ levels will be spinning the tunes them. There's loads of different types of people that come. Good place to meet people and mingle, learn, laugh and enjoy. So make sure you grab your tickets ASAP. This week's podcast is a bit of a mixed bag. I'm going to talk briefly on universal basic income. And the main crux of this week's podcast, we're talking Liam Nielsen's comments this week. Baba Taken, just talking jazz. And the fraud that's going on in Patisserie Valeria. Hella fraud going on a dancery. So, episode 94. Let's go. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. Hello and welcome back to episode 94 of the Dysonomics podcast. This week is a young mixed bag of topics, short and sweet. We're going to start off firstly with a quick um, tidbit. Is that the word? I see it on TV all the time. I hope you said it wrong. But if I said it wrong, let me know in it. Hashtag this and in that. But about 10 episodes ago, episode 85, I did a podcast on universal basic income. This is a economic theory or, and well, it's been put into place in certain regions where should we give everybody or certain proportion of society a lump sum of cash in whatever time period just because. So it could be working adults, it could be everybody between the age of 16 to 65. Should we just give them each the same amount, let's say 500 euros or 500 pounds or $500 every month just just for the sake of it? Not just for the sake of it, just to see if we can have a better society as, as a whole. Well, I was on the old BBC News this week and they had like a mini report on Finland. Uh, Finland have started, they've been trialing this for since about maybe 2016. 
2017, or maybe even in between 2015 and 2017. I think 2015 actually. So like they're two years deep into the so it's about a few years deep into the trial. And what they've done is they've given 2,000 unemployed people. So they specified their parameters. They want to give it to unemployed people. So they get about 650 euros a month, I think. It's in between 580 and 650 a month. And they get each month for two years, no strings attached. So you don't have to have a job. You don't have to go look for a job. Do you know like here, you can get um, Job Seekers Allowance previously you get jobs you can allow us a certain amount every two weeks provided that you're showing them proof however loosely or stringent it is that you're looking for work here they're giving you a larger amount and there's no strings attached you could do whatever the hell you want with it you don't have to look for a job so what the findings what the findings have shown so far is that people who received this basic income were not any more likely to go and get a job than a focus group that they were looking at that didn't get this money so is not really incentivizing you to go and get a job at this rate, which you can understand if you're getting 650 pounds, 650 euros, sorry, and you can sustain a lifestyle, then why would you go get a job type of thing? However, what it has shown is made people more happy. And that's when you start to decide on the utility. Would you want to implement this um, this, um, this strategy just a boost of overall morale and happiness of society or does it have to show some hardcore economical gain where you're boosting productivity or you're boosting um, the amount of people in employment I'll leave that up for the listeners to decide so that's just a quick add-on to episode 85 of this podcast now two main topics so I'll talk about two things first thing I'll talk about a more social issue and that's Liam Neeson for those who don't know Liam Neeson He's he's a he's a geezer who's been in a few films. Um, I watched one of them recently, and I can't remember what it's called. Uh, what was that film called again? Oh, I can't remember. But he's also he's been in Taken, the film when somehow people keep getting yapped from him, kidnapped, and just by the voice on the phone, he's managed to travel the world and fly, kick, headbutt, shoot, stab, throw off bridges, people to find to find um, his daughter or whoever it may whoever it may be. So, Olua Taken, Mr. Liam Nielsen, he has this interview, this bizarre, bizarre, bizarre interview, and it goes as the following. I'm not going to use any names, but I was away and I came back, and she told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping something. Black would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. And it was out. It took me a week, maybe a week and a half, to kind of get over that. And she said to me, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm just going out for a walk, you know." Said, What's wrong? No, no, nothing's wrong. Fine. And it was horrible, 
horrible when I think back, but I did that. And I've never admitted that to you. And I'm saying it to a journalist, God forbid. It's awful. But I did learn a lesson from it when I eventually thought, what the are you doing, you know? And I come from a society, I grew up in Northern Ireland in the Troubles, and I, you know, I, I knew a couple of guys that died on hunger strike, and I had acquaintances that were very caught up in the Troubles. And I understand that need for revenge, but it just leads to more revenge and more killing and more killing. And, you know, Ireland, Northern Ireland is proof of that, you know. All, all the stuff that's happening in the world at the minute, the violence is proof of that, you know. You know? That was so unbelievably strange so unbelievably disgusting and the whole fallout around it has really 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 irritated me and it's kind of shown to me what i've been suspecting and what many people have also been suspected that black people are just so undervalued in the world today that when things are in relation to us when we have been wrongly treated or disrespected or racially like it's People always trying to find excuses and, and it's, it's getting irritating. No, it's been irritating to be fair. So let's go through. So he said that he was on road, 10 toes, for a week from a, for a week to a week and a half with a kosh. A kosh is, I think is those long kind of pole things that you see kind of police have. Like it's basically some form of weapon. Hoping like, Many of you who have listened to rap songs, I've heard the phrase, I wish a nigger would. In this case, he's like, I wish a nigger would. I'm not a nigger of N-I-W-G-A, a nigger of the hard E-R, bro. He was wishing a hard N would step to him so he can, quote, kill him. He referenced the word specifically, he wanted that black bastard. Not that rapist bastard, that black bastard, Yeah. When, I want listeners to think, when you've heard, oh, this person has, like, um, shot somebody, you don't feel, ah, oh, that Eastern European bastard. You're thinking, what an evil murderer. Or when you hear a story about this person has um, has been caught um, doing paedophilia, you don't feel, you don't say, ah, oh, that white bastard or that Asian bastard or that black bastard. You think, you paedophilic evil c-word like do you know what i mean the fact that he associated the person's race the person's skin tone in superiority ahead of the actual act they committed which was rape and being a being dubbed as a rapist is probably the worst thing you can be dubbed as in today's society i don't think anything only probably paedophilia. That is the worst tag, but he referred to him as a black bastard. Yeah? Cool. If the person was white, is Liam Nielsen having the same interview? Is Liam Nielsen saying, oh, oh when, when she told me I was just on, on the road like, for 10 weeks looking for that white bastard? No. You're not going to try and attack every random white man. You're just thinking, oh, this rapist, I wish I wish I knew who he was so I could do him something. And if he said, oh, I was on road 
wishing that I could find this rapist so I could kill him. People will have sympathy because people will be like, yes, yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like many people are against killing and death, but if you were to survey people, do you feel that rapists should get the death penalty? The numbers won't be like zero, in between zero and 10%, I'll tell you that. It might even be over half. You feel me? So people would sympathise them. But no, he was thinking any black person and any innocent black man that just looked at him funny, he was willing, in his brain, he was willing to take their life. And to me, that shows something very clear. And it's been happening from the beginning of time when some of the most revered philosophers like Immanuel Kant, hundreds of years ago, were writing in, in, in their... Like, these are people who have set the tone of society because they're so brilliant. Even people like him are saying that black people are less than human in comparison to white people. So this shows because he didn't see a black person as an equivalent species to a white person. Otherwise, he wouldn't differentiate. He wouldn't have differentiated. It's unbelievable. The fact that he specified shows how he feels internally about black people. And he and he's suck your mom about what are you apologizing for? If you can have that thought, yeah. And people saying some people, no, this is not a normal thought for people. Because when something bad happens to somebody, you do not want to go out and kill everybody. You want to go out and damage your perpetrators. And if this was a normal thought that's been held by many people, then please believe black people, black men especially, in fact, black men and black women would have turned the Western world upside down by now. Because we have seen slavery with our own two eyes. We have seen Western countries from France to Germany to Belgium to Portugal to Spain to the especially United Kingdom come into the come into Africa and the Caribbean and wreak absolute havoc. So don't tell me this is a normal thing because we ought to turn the motherfucking world upside down. Because we've seen our families, ancestors, friends f- fall in peril to the hands of people that happen to be white. So if this was a normal thought, the world would be upside down by now. So I don't want to hear none of that bullshit. That's, that's ridiculous. Show a bit of common sense. Sorry, I'm not having that. And what's really irritated me is the fallout to it. So now you're getting people just talking jazz. I'm going to go through them one by one, yeah? So firstly, I even forgot, I even listed these down, but I forgot about John Barnes. John Barnes saying that, um, I want to paraphrase that, the fact that he's actually looked at himself, showed accountability, and self-awareness and now wants to change he deserves a medal I'm not like big man Uncle Uncle John I like Uncle John he said a lot of good stuff with regards to Raheem Sterling and and um, racism in football and Winston Churchill but this one this ain't it chief this ain't it dog nah brother that's jazz oh listen yes I have been murdering children for the last 20 years but I've looked inside my heart and I realised that why would I murder children? They've done nothing to me. Murder is wrong. It's against, it's not only is against the law, but it's against my beliefs as a Christian. And I'm looking inside and I really hope to change and I'm going to go to therapy to change this. Our man said I deserve a medal. Nah, people want my head on a sick root boy. So no, 
No, we need to stop giving accolades and plaudits for people following basic levels of morality and common sense. No, no, no. What, number Next one, Whoopi Goldberg. And I quote, people walk around sometimes with rage. That doesn't make them a bigot, no. She goes on to reference how long she's known him and she's been around real bigots. And if she, because she's been around real bigots, she would have noticed that if my man was a bigot. Newsflash. Some people could be a lot worse than others. They could be the same thing. You can have somebody who murders one person. Then you can have people like Adolf Hitler. You can have somebody that makes loads of microaggressions. You can have somebody that consistently calls people N-words, the P-word, all, all types of stuff. Uh, homosexual people, the F-word. Do you know what I mean? Just because you've been around people who are doing the magazine doesn't mean that Liam Nielsen isn't also a bigger. He could just hit it well, like he has for many years, and he's shown, him, shown his ass. I don't care how long you've known him and how many coffees you have. Your boy's a waste, man. Point blank, period. Then the next person, this dickhead, Michelle Rodriguez. She was one of the actors in Widows. Pretty decent film. And Liam Nielsen was also in that film, as, as was um, Viola Davis. And here's her quote. Dude, have you watched Widows? His tongue is so far down Viola Davis' throat, you can't call him racist ever. Racists don't make out with, with other with the race they hate, especially in the way that he does with his tongue all down her throat, so deep down her throat. Don't care how good of an actor you are, that's bullshit. Guys, is she on crack cocaine? Is this all right? Is her suit all right? Let me give you a definition of racism. Racism, noun. Prejudice, discrimination or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. So because you're doing French kissing, you cannot believe that your own, your own race is superior. You cannot have prejudice or discriminate. You can't discriminate against somebody else. Have you so nobody in the world who's racist will ever will never have passionate sex or passionate kissing with a black woman or an Asian woman or or a white woman or Jamie you know I or Jewish Jamie you know what likes like slave like slave owners went went raping raping black women for for how many years is this person oh bro like I I generally can't believe. I cannot believe the comments that have been coming out. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Then we move on to this sucker, this punk, who's been showing his ass for the last few weeks, ever since the settlement, or even around the settlement, so that's Terry Crews, who's been on some crusade to pan black men for whatever, actually, another reason, and he's a sucker for it. But that's a subject for another day. So this fool... Quote tweets on the news of Liam Nielsen saying, every person is greater of, is, is capable of the greatest of good or unspeakable evil. Liam is just describing his fork in the road. Fork in the road. Fork in the road. I'm sorry. A man saying he wants, he'll think he wanted somebody to try him. He actually held a weapon for a week and a half and wanted to kill any innocent black person, black man, that had no correlation with the incident at hand, which is the rape of his friend. 
apart from the fact that they happen to share the same skin colour, and you're describing that as a fork in the road. Mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Would these comments be coming out if it wasn't the word, take the word black, black away in front of black bastard and switch it with the word Jewish? Liam Nielsen's films will be so cancelled. In fact, you won't even be able to see Taken in your, in your imagination, even in your, in your memory. They've already acted from your memory. What? You're having people like LeBron James having to apologise for saying, reciting a rap lyric saying, money like I'm Jewish, like, which is a compliment that Jewish people have a lot of money. Or you had Reggie Yates who, who got, um, lost his job for saying, oh, the, the, like having a fat Jewish um, manager from North London or something along those lines. Why is it when it is us and I'm and I'm a and I'm black I'm a black man I'm Nigerian. Why is it when it's us that nobody gives a flying monkeys and we just let it slide? In fact, even members from our own community are even coming to do higgy haga. Oh, maybe this snow, brother. Nah, fam. Nah, it's dead. Don't I, I don't rate it. I don't rate it. And shout out Wale, he's one of the, like, I'm sure there's, there's been plenty of celebrities, but he's, at least he commented on Terry Crews saying, nah, nope, Liam, Liam, Liam is trash. We, we've been losing, we've been losing brothers all the time because of this proverbial fork in the road. And it's true. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, everybody was super sad at what happened to Trayvon Martin. But the Trayvon Martin incident is almost identical to this one where the only difference is that Liam Nielsen didn't actually act. Like he was, what he was referring to was what we saw manifest with Trayvon Martin. Rest in peace. Sickening. Now, on a more lighter note, <coughs> depending if you own stocks in Patisserie Valeria, I don't know if I, was, I said this right. So what is Patisserie Valeria? Well, this is some bougie cafe that has like loads of handmade cakes. You'll see it in like, and I think it started off in Soho in 1926. They got over 150 locations in the UK. Like you'll usually see it in like central areas. So like Knightsbridge, um, Victoria, um, Soho, etc. They went into administration last month. So that's January the 22nd of 2019. And this all really started last year where it came to light that, boy, there's been some fugazi fraud going on, some peak, peak fraud. So what's happened is that there was a £20 million black hole in their books. £20 million, they don't know where it is. <coughs> they were also running up £10 million in secret overdrafts. And what happened is that there's a thing called, okay, there's a ledger. So obviously I work in finance. So let me so let me try and let the list. Mm, uh, so a ledger is essentially where you record transactions. And it's, so when money comes out of a business and when it comes into the business, so you, you record it naturally. That's just basic accounting, um, double entry bookkeeping. So thousands. So obviously when you're a big company, for example, you're gonna have loads of ledger entries. So you're gonna have stuff in your general ledger. So Let's say, okay, so Patissi Valley, they'll have, they'll have different departments. They'll have, they'll have a HR department. They'll have um, a finance department, maybe marketing, all that type of stuff. And they will have costs. They'll 
need to buy stuff. So they'll need to pay for advertisement and there'll be a code for that. So let's say there's, they spend £10,000 a month on marketing. There'll be a certain code for the marketing. Let's say the code would be called 12345. So they'll enter, okay, cool. We spent 10,000 this month. So we, so you charge 10,000 to the code 123. One, two, three, four, five. Do you see know what I'm saying? So that's an entry on the general ledger. So there'll be so thousands of entries were, were discovered as false entries. So what happened was there was peak manipulation of this accounts. And they've been investigating it for three months and the extent is still unknown. Like it shows that the it was a long, complex, and well disguised disguised fraud. Their accounting system had become so complicated that it was so difficult to have any real understanding of the company's performance. So, <laughs> it's looking mad right now. The financial director, so usually how a, a, com- a company will have a finance team, so you'll have um, your accountants um, that will look after the, that will monitor the costs and the uh, incomings. Um, you'll have your accounts payable people that will deal with the day-to-day transactions. You have your accounts receivable people that will deal with the money coming in. You have your credit control to try and get money back from people. You have your billings team that bills people. And then on top of them, you have the financial controller that kind of oversees these things. And on top of him, the financial director. So he's the head honcho. And you might have it then, you've, you also have a CFO on top of him. But the financial director, he's the main man in, char- in, tar- in terms of what's going on in terms of accounting stuff. And he was arrested in um, last year in October. So right now it's looking peak. So obviously ever since this, this obviously things went hickey for the company. They went to administration, as I said, in January. And this week news has come out that might actually the ever so optimistic, I mean ever so opportunist, is trying to buy them, buy them actually. So we saw last year, and I and I um, recorded on this. He got who was it? H no, it wasn't HMV. It was uh, House of Fraser of administration. And this year he was beaten to the post in terms of acquiring HMV. So he's trying to scoop up um, what do people call it? Patricia Valeria on the on the low. So it's just quite interesting that we always when we hear of fraud and mass fraud, we always think of um, the developed the developing countries like Nigeria and all those type of places. But fraud happens everywhere everywhere and it's insane that a company of this size of this significance and prestige we're seeing this level of fraud because you're thinking how on earth do you think you're gonna get away with 20 i always think how do you think you're gonna get away with 20 million pounds worth of fraud 20 million pounds boy the jig's up so it'll be interesting to see what happens from here but yeah that is it this week for the edition of this podcast i hope you enjoyed this week's podcast as per usual drop a young hashtag on twitter and instagram let people know you're listening to the podcast let people know your thoughts and i'll retweet all of them to just so start discussion going don't forget tickets to my live show are out march the 3rd 2018 we'll be talking about housing um relationships marriage wages all all type of things that are important for us young adults it's going to be fun on a bus show. There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be music. You can meet and mingle with people. You can even be doing romance, whatever you want to do. That's in Camden, Central London, Zone 2. Easy to get to. So, yes, make sure you grab your tickets for that. And until next time, God bless. Sports 
Social Podcast Network.